Hey, well, welcome to Edinburgh's Church at Home. Hey, so glad that you are tuned in. Uh, we are fortunate that we have technology that allows us uh, to stay connected in this, uh, in, in this way. And even if we can't meet here at church, my hope is that we are still being the church because being here in a building doesn't make us the church. The church is made up of people. And I, I'm hoping that you are being an encouragement to others, that you are giving hope to others. You can be the church right where God has you today and this week. And uh, my prayer has been uh, that God will use uh, this, this church at home uh, uh, online uh, service to, to strengthen you, to give you encouragement so that you can then be an encouragement uh, to other people. Um, we, we're in a series right now called overwhelmed. Uh, many of us are feeling overwhelmed. And if I can just be honest with you, um, your pastor has been feeling overwhelmed for about the last year, the last year and a half. And in, in this overwhelming season, I just want to confess that, you know, I've, I've relied at times too heavily on other church resources. I've even used other church uh, messages for help through this overwhelming season. And I want to say, I'm sorry for that. Um, God is doing something in me. God is stirring something up in me right now that's new. And I believe God wants to do something new through me. I believe God wants to do something new through you. And I'm asking you, will you join me in this? Can we join forces in what God wants to do through this new season in all of our lives and through this church. I think we're stepping into a new season. And sometimes it's in the overwhelming times that God can actually work best in and through our lives. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed right now in light of this coronavirus crisis that we're in. You know, maybe it's your job situation, your income, your kids being home uh, from school. Maybe it's your health or someone else you care about and their health. Uh, right now, things just feel so out of our control, don't they? It just feels like it's out of, of our control, and that can produce anxiety, and that can produce fear when we don't feel like we're in control and when we don't see an end in sight. I'll never forget when my kids, Logan and Michaela, were born. Uh, we had twins, uh, and, and so Danielle had to have this emergency C-section. And I remember I was comforting Danielle when she was uh, going through this operation in the emergency room. Uh, there was a curtain up, so I couldn't see, you know, the, the C-section uh, taking place. But then the doctor said, uh, Dad, you better get your camera ready. The kids are coming. And so I kind of had to man up at that point. And so I stood up, and, and, and I looked over the curtain, if you've ever seen one of the Aliens movies, okay, this is what it looked like. And, 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 and that wasn't even the most nerve-wracking part. The most nerve-wracking part was then they grabbed the, our babies and, and they were walking around with them like this, like they, were, like they were delivering a pizza. And I'm sitting there chasing these nurses, like don't drop our, our babies. It just felt so out of control. Uh, needless to say, uh, there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of screaming because that's how I cope. <laughs> Danielle and the kids, they were fine, but, but I felt like things were so out of control and I was so anxious and fearful as a result. And maybe that's how some of us are feeling today. Things just feel so out of control. We don't know what's gonna happen at our job. We don't know what's gonna happen with our income. You know, we don't know if we're gonna get this coronavirus or not. 
And we can start to feel anxious and afraid, but friends, God doesn't want us to be anxious. He wants to give us peace. He wants to give us supernatural peace that comes from him. And my prayer for you right now is that you would have this peace, God's peace. We read this in Philippians 4, 7. The apostle Paul says this, he says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Notice it's the peace that comes from God. And he says, it's the peace that transcends all understanding. That means it goes beyond human comprehension. We can't make sense of this peace. It, it means uh, you will be in a situation where it doesn't make any sense to have peace and other people will wonder, how could you have peace at a time like this. This is the kind of peace that God can give us. It's a peace that guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. What is it guarding our hearts and minds from? It's guarding our hearts and our minds from fear and from anxiety and from despair. Uh, one of our neighbors, and this was many years ago now, uh, their daughter, who was good friends with our daughter, was diagnosed with leukemia. And so she had to start doing these blood transfusions. And on one occasion, she was doing a bone marrow transfusion. Uh, and we were getting updates about how things were going when we um, were updated that things weren't going well. Her body was rejecting the transfusion. And so her organs started to actually shut down. Uh, and so, of, of course, we, we prayed about this and many people were praying. Um, and by God's grace, um, her organs a day later started working again and she fully recovered and is now a healthy uh, little girl. But I ran into the mom a short time after that night of not knowing what was gonna happen. And I said, how did you get through that? And she said, it was the hardest day of my life, but I had this peace that came from God that told me he was with me and that it was gonna be okay. Friends, this is the kind of peace that only God can give. I don't know about you, I want more of this peace. So the question for us today is, how do we get that kind of peace, this peace that comes from God that doesn't make any sense? Well, in verse six, right before Paul tells us about this peace that transcends all our understanding, he, talks, he tells us three things that you and I are gonna need to do if we're gonna experience this peace that comes from God. And here's the first thing. We've got to learn to let God be God. That's where it starts. You and I have to learn to let God be God in our lives. Uh, starting off in verse six, uh, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. I you to underline that, anything. My job situation, anything. You know, my kids, anything. My, my, my income, anything my health or those people I love and their health, anything. He says, do not be anxious. Now we need to understand this, this tense that this is written in, it, it's, a, it's called a present continuous tense. It means don't be ongoingly anxious. Don't continuously be anxious about something. That doesn't mean we're not gonna be afraid at times. Doesn't mean we're not gonna feel uh, anxious at times, but it means don't let your heart dwell on it. Don't be continuously anxious. You know, Paul, when he wrote this, he was actually in prison for his faith. He knew that in any moment, they might drag him out uh, of, of prison and execute him. 
Do you think Paul had reason to be anxious? So how in the world can Paul say, do not be anxious about anything, even your very life? How can he say that? Well, it was because Paul had learned to let God be God. He had learned to put his trust in God for all things in his life. Why can we trust God? Let me give us a couple reasons you and I can trust God. We can trust God first because God is in control. Do you realize that God is in control of this coronavirus crisis? God is still in control of the world. He's in control of every circumstance going on in your life right now. He still sits on the throne. And in Isaiah 46, God says this. He wants us to know this. He says, remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from the ancient times, what is still to come. He knows the future perfectly. He says, I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Nothing is gonna thwart God's will. Nothing is gonna thwart God's purpose. When we recognize that God is in control, that he is the creator of all things, that he is the all-powerful one, that he is the all-knowing one, that he is the all-present one, we can learn to trust him. But that in and of itself isn't good news. The fact that God is just in control of all things, that itself isn't good news. But we can also trust God because he is good. He's not just in control of all things. He is a good God. That's why we can trust him. In fact, in 1 Peter 5, 7, Peter says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. We can trust this God. We can take our burdens and our anxieties to God. We can cast them off on him. Why? Because he's good, because he loves you. He is a loving God who says, I will take all these things, all these hard things, but I will work them out for a greater good in your life. I love to tell this story this last summer. Uh, my family, we were up in Duluth and we went and visited Anger Tower. I don't know if you've ever been to Anger Tower, but uh, it's like this old observatory that lets you look over Lake Superior. And uh, we, it's like six, seven floors uh, high, something like that. And so we're at the very top floor when Danielle wanted to take Callie back down uh, so she could go to the bathroom. And so I'm still at the top and I watch Danielle and Callie walk out the bottom here. And instead of you know, wooded park area. And there was this fork in, in the woods. And so I saw Danielle go left and Callie went right. And I'm watching all of this unfold. And I was just waiting for it when Danielle realizes Callie's not at her site. And so she starts to panic. And I'm like, I better call Danielle, let her know that Callie has gone, you know, down the other road. But then I thought, man, this is gonna be kind of fun to watch. <laughs> and so I'm watching Danielle, like she's looking in the bushes. She's screaming, Callie, where are you? And I couldn't let it go on too long. So I give her a call. I'm like, Danielle, I can see Callie. Just backstep a few paces, walk around the corner and you're gonna see Callie right there picking daisies. And sure enough, there she, there she was. But isn't it true that we're often like Danielle? Like in our circumstance with our limited knowledge and what we can see, we panic 
We, we fear, we become anxious. When there is a God who sees all things, who knows all things and is all powerful, who's in control and is good, that we could go to and would help us in our situation, who would tell us just be at peace. I am with you. I will help you because I am good. That's why I love Psalm 4610. It says this, it says, be still and know that I am God. Be still, rest in knowing who I am. Have peace and know that I am God. What area of your life right now do you need to let God be God? Your job? your finances, health, kids? Where do you need to let God start fighting your battles for you? Where do you need to let God be God so that you can have peace? It starts with letting God be God. But the second thing that Paul is gonna tell us is that we need to spend time in prayer. He goes on to say this, uh, but in every situation by prayer and peti uh, petition, Present your requests to God. Friends, do we realize what a privilege it is to be able to take our request to God? That God will hear our prayers? What a privilege that is, that we can present our request to God. And I'm telling you, if you don't start spending time with God in prayer, you will never have the peace that transcends all understanding. God will always answer your prayer. He will, he'll give you either one of three answers. Let me tell you what those answers might be. First, he might say no. No is an answer. God might sometimes, he, he might say no to those things that you bring before him. Why? Because he loves you too much to give you something that's not his best. And, and sometimes he keeps things from us because he knows where it would end. He knows it would be harmful for our lives. He's a loving father who's not gonna give us things that won't be healthy for our souls. Uh, a couple of years ago, we went into the ice cream store with our kids and I was gonna get them, you know, something we had done a hundred times, a single scoop of ice cream. But as we were walking in, they saw the kid about their same age walking out and he had a triple scoop ice cream cone. My kid said, dad, we want the triple scoop. I said, you're not getting the triple scoop. You're not getting, there's no way I'm giving you the triple scoop. I'm not giving you the diabetes on a cone. You're not getting it. I don't know what those parents are thinking. They shouldn't be giving their kids a triple scoop. You're not getting a triple scoop. Now your mom and I are getting the triple scoop, but you are not getting the triple scoop. Why? Because <laughs> we know what that would do to our kids. We love them too much to give them something that would be harmful for their bodies. In the same way, God is not gonna give us stuff that's gonna be harmful for our lives. He might say no, but that's an answer. However, God might say yes. What if you came to God and you said, God, this is my request. This is what I need. This is my prayer. He might just say yes. The Bible says elsewhere, you do not have because you do not ask. When was the last time you went to God and you said, God, here are my needs. Here are my requests and you gave your request over to God, what if he said, yes? He might say no, 
He might say yes. And the third thing he might say, he might say not yet. I'm gonna answer that prayer in your life. I'm just not gonna do it right now because this isn't the right time. He might be waiting to see, are you gonna have faith in this process? And so your job is just to keep seeking. It's to keep asking. It's to keep knocking during this time, to keep waiting on him in faith. The Bible says, those who wait upon the Lord will mount up on wings as eagles. Sometimes God wants to know, are you gonna trust me? Are you gonna keep seeking? Are you gonna keep being faithful? I'm not gonna answer that prayer now, but I will in due time. I was reading about Moses this past week and I found this uh, fascinating. This is from Exodus 33. Uh, we read that uh, Moses set up something called the tent of meetings. Let me, let me read it for you. It says, now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, listen to this, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Moses was in the presence of God. This tent is where Moses met with his God. Friends, let me ask you, where is your tent? Is it your living room before your kids get up in the morning? Could it be a closet where you go to escape from everyone else so you can meet with your God? You know, maybe it's in the car and wherever you're driving to. You know, as I'm driving to work, one of the things I do, I live on the border of Champlin and Brooklyn Park. And I love to just uh, dump all my burdens off in Champlin. And then when I get into Brooklyn Park, I love to start making my request uh, known to God. Sorry, Champlin. But my car is where I meet with God. Where is your tent. Friends, we've got to start spending time with God in prayer. I'm telling you, you will never have the peace that comes from God if you don't start spending time in prayer. Okay, which brings us to the third and the last thing that Paul mentions, which is we need to give thanks. We need to give thanks. Let's read all of verse six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Let's don't miss that present your request to God. We're not supposed to just come to God and make all of our requests known. We're also, also supposed to give thanks and praise to who our God is and for his good grace in our lives. When was the last time you gave God thanks for the good things you have in your life? You know, even in the midst of this coronavirus crisis, there are things that we can give God thanks for. You have a roof over your head right now? You can give God thanks for that. I've been to parts of the world where people literally lived in huts made out of cow dung. I've seen how other parts of the world live. If you have a roof over your head protecting you from the elements, you can give God thanks for that. Do you have clean drinking water? If you do, you can give God thanks. And much of the world doesn't even have clean drinking water. We can give God thanks for that. How about being able to take a hot shower Anybody just love being able to talk, take a hot shower? When was the last time you gave God thanks for being able to take a hot shower? How about 
a good cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> I give God thanks every morning. You know, that morning cup of coffee where I sit down to get into his word. It gets, you know, that coffee gets me going. Absolutely love it. Which brings us to this next one. I'll mention. How about toilet paper? I'm telling you, my family and this whole coronavirus crisis, we were down to like our last roll. We were living off one ply until family brought us an eight pack from up north that they found. I've never been so appreciative of toilet paper in all my life. All these things, friends, that we should be giving God thanks for on a daily basis. And even if you say, I can't give God thanks for those things. Let me tell you what you can give God thanks for. You can give God thanks for Jesus Christ. The one who stepped out of heaven, who came to earth, the one who lived a perfect righteous life for us, who died on the cross as the perfect sacrifice so that our sin could be paid there in Christ and you and I could be set free, forgiven, let off the hook so that you and I could be born again, so that you and I could become a new creation, so that you and I could live a new, better way of life. Jesus did that all for us. I'm telling you, even if you can't give God thanks for anything else, you can give God thanks for Jesus who has secured eternity for you in heaven. All we do is we receive that. We simply put our faith in this Jesus and it's ours. We can give God thanks for that. I was just talking with someone uh, here at Edinburgh um, a month or so ago. And this person has stage four cancer. And they told me they're not gonna see another Christmas. As I heard him talking, my heart was sad. But as she saw that I was sad, she, she smiled. She said, you don't understand. She said, I have been experiencing God like never before. She said, he speaks to me. And she said, I am actually excited to go and be with him. And my sadness turned into gladness. Friends, that is our hope. That's what we've been promised. This is what Christ has done for us, that we don't even have to be anxious or fearful of death because Jesus has made a way for us to spend eternity with our God. How do we have the peace that surpasses all understanding? We've got to let God be God, knowing that he's in control and that he is good. We've got to make sure we're, we're, we're spending time in prayer, finding our tent where we go to meet with, with our God. But don't forget to give thanks. It's the healthiest emotion you can have. It is, it is the healthiest attitude that we can have, the attitude of gratitude. And I read for us about Moses uh, a little earlier, but I didn't finish that passage. I want to read just a couple more passages about Moses in this tent of meeting. We read that whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, listen to this. They all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. As Moses encountered his God, as Moses went and met with his God, what did it lead to? It led to other people worshiping this God. Friends, what if you were to spend more time with your God? And what if other people saw that in you and it led them 
to worshiping this God. I'm telling you right now, people need peace like never before. People need encouragement and people need hope like never before. But you can't give what you don't have. What if you were to spend more time with your God in your tent of meeting, knowing that he is the one who is in control of all things and that he is good, that he will meet you wherever you are at? And what if you were to give him thanks for his many blessings in our life? I'm telling you, other people just might see that in you and you might be able to give them a peace that surpasses all understanding. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for your peace. Right now, I know there are many who are watching who need your peace. Would you make your face to shine upon them and would you give them your peace? And I know, God, there's some, the reason they don't have the deepest peace available to them is because their heart isn't right with you right now and they know it. And I just want to speak to you for a second. If that's you and you know your heart isn't right with God, you have an awesome opportunity right now that you can just say, God, I want what Jesus has done for me. In fact, I want to lead you in a prayer and, and, and this is just between you and God. You just pray this in your heart. But you just say, Lord, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for my sin. I want the gift of eternal life. Forgive me of my sin. God, make me a new creation. Make me new. Teach me how to live like you and how to be like this Jesus so that I can have your peace and I can give this peace to others. Help me to do that, Lord. We know this is all possible in Jesus' name. We love you and we pray this in his name. Amen. Hey, well, friends, uh, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to know all of heaven is celebrating right now that you just got your heart right with God, that you just received the gift of eternal life and can now have this peace that God gives. Uh, If if that was you though, we would like to send you a free resource. And so uh, all you have to do is just text in yes, Jesus to the number 555-888. Just text yes, Jesus. 555-888. And we're going to send you this free resource that's going to help you to take next steps in your relationship with God. Our hope is that that will be a blessing to you. Pastor Brent here. Thanks for tuning in to Edinburgh's Church at Home. We hope you were encouraged by the message today. In just a moment, we're going to spend some time worshiping our God. But before we do that, I just want to take a moment to let you know that we can't do this ministry without people like you. If you're in a place to do so, would you humbly consider supporting Edinburgh Church financially? All you got to do is go to our webpage. You can look for the Give tab in the top right corner, and you can give online there. Now we're going to spend some time in worship. Worship is our weapon. This is how we push back the darkness and put our focus where it belongs on our God. 
I'd encourage you, turn up the music. Let it fill your home. Maybe you want to spend this time singing. Maybe you want to spend this time just in prayer. But let's now worship our God together.